Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoyed today's SDG Talks podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, everyone listening into the SDG Talks podcast. I just had the pleasure of having a conversation with Avinash Jangiani, who's a senior award-winning digital transformation and innovation leader with more than 20 years of experience in the US and India and large consulting firms, but who has not told me about any of that today because at the age of 42, he left his cushy corporate career to start an organization called Play to Transform, which is all about using the principles of human-centric design uh, and play as a catalyst to accelerate the transformation of the corporate and education sectors. Um, And really today what he was going into was everything about his project, the Dream on India project, and then the Dream on X project. And really this was all about visualizing the future of India and visualizing the future of the world through the perspective of uh, the children in these countries. And I will leave the rest of it to the episode for you to find out more. But I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you. Alrighty then, Avi. It was uh, it's really great to have you on the SDG Talks podcast today, and um, yeah, really awesome to get to chat to you about some of the work that you're doing. I know that you've had quite a long career working in consulting and advertising, and spent uh, a considerable number of years in New York. Um, so my first sort of question for you is a bit more understanding of why you left that career to do what you do now, which is really um all around play and i believe it is open as that for you to explain a bit more about yeah absolutely uh so you know i really appreciate you inviting me to this special episode and it's an <laughs> honor to be here uh you know I, you know a lot of the work we have been doing in the past three years or so has been really around uh, transformation so as, mm. as you know, play to transform what we really believe in that um, as the world is undergoing a lot of change, uh, you know, with with ambiguity and uncertainty. One of the things which um, I have experienced, um, be it in the corporate world or also in the education se- sector, is that uh, in general, change is very hard, right? Mm. If you ask anyone to change, they will struggle. And I think it's human to really, uh, in some ways, create a very safe environment as opposed to really, you know, transforming ourselves. Mm. But one of the things I realized, um, actually, it all started in some ways with my kid, is that every time I used to play with my kid, he's he's, he's 11 years old now, but I started, uh, you know, playing with him at the age of obviously two, three, one of the things I started realizing is that every time you play with a pure energy as a newborn child, uh, you experience and, you know, a lot of in some ways bliss and in some ways you very organically immerse yourself in that playful environment without mm-hmm. even in some ways realizing that you are experiencing this energy exchange with uh, you know, a kid. And mm. in some ways, I was actually rediscovering who I was as an individual, mm. as I was playing with him. And um, after I left my corporate 
life and moved into you know we started this thing called play to transform one of the things we decided to do was um or we asked ourselves that question that how do we accelerate transformations uh for individuals uh teams and organizations using that energy that uh, how do we untap our inner child right in order to really become a lot more playful uh and i really believe that once we are in that zone we are so immersed in it we don't we are extremely joyful then right we are not resisting mm. anything new which is being thrown at us mm. right any obstacles or challenges because you are in the so called flow state and i think play uh, you know gives you that environment to really be yourself in a very safe creative environment and also if you're playing with kids you feel very you know you you know that you're not going to get judged mm. right in some way or the other <laughs> So we started creating a framework with play to transform that really brought this whole safe creative environments into corporates um mm. and which really challenged them to disrupt themselves in a very playful manner uh mm. untap their inner child in a way that they really enjoy that transformation as opposed to being enforced into uh you know uh, the rigid ways of change management and a lot of these things which you hear in the you know in the typical enterprise world right mm. uh, so we said that how uh, you know we started designing workshops around play and then i was exposed to design thinking at a very early age because i started off as a ux designer back in uh, i don't know almost 20 years ago when i started my career so in some ways design thinking it came very intuitively to me so i started thinking is there a way to uh bring play design and transformation right see if there's a way to work these three things together because ultimately uh, you know in the world we we live today you know which is extremely complex and ambiguous we need to be able to keep our um, you know this spark alive as they say right yes. and mm-hmm. and really play and design gives you a way to really accelerate that uh change if you will right so as i started doing that in uh, about a year down the line in play to transform i realized that uh with the senior folks it was obviously harder to crack the nut with the gen z's and the millennials initially they were very excited but mm. here's what i saw that uh, both really brought very interesting things to the table right the younger folks brought a lot of uh you know creative juices and energy which we all need in the world of innovation mm. and the senior folks got a lot of experience and they knew clearly here are the things which will not work right in mm. terms of you know yeah viability and feasibility and at that point i started just uh, thinking a little bit more and started um working with children at that point because um i got selected to be on the atal innovation initiative which is actually india's largest um innovation capacity building initiative by the government of india mm-hmm. and uh, they selected me as an advisor and had an opportunity to start working with children and i started discovering uh, these children aren't even uh, allowed to dream in the first place so mm-hmm. how do you uh, you know imbibe creativity and innovation capability when they can't even or they aren't even allowed to think freely right mm. uh, and is when uh, you know this whole social initiative started 
which is the dream on india initiative uh, at that point yeah mm. Mm. and and so then where you're at now and i mean how does this transformation from the corporate world you were working in before to play to transform and working on this dream on india project what's the relation there between the sustainable development goals and and the work that you have today yeah so i really believe you know um james is that if we are going to uh, accelerate the solution building aspect of sdg we mm-hmm. need to start with children and the youth it's not mm-hmm. going to happen with the old folks because they are done and gone right like they'll disappear in the next 20 years and trust me i mean it's just the way it is it's it's reality so mm-hmm. i feel it is almost my responsibility i don't know why i feel this way that if i can if there is a way to empower youth and children uh, mm-hmm. and keep their um, creative juices and their ability to solve complex problems going mm-hmm. uh, then i believe we have a way out of say climate change or mm-hmm. say uh, hunger or say gender equality uh, and i believe it it's got to start with the young folks because you're not pretty much uh, beginning on a blank state uh, mm. slate as you know as such and you don't have all this baggage in front of you which you have to either prove to or it's hard to get rid of mm. right in some way so uh, and i started realizing this when i started uh, working on the dream on india project um, in fact it never i had no plans that uh, you know it's it's going to become as big as it is big it you know it became mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we just started with a couple of workshops with one or two ngos uh, in bombay mm-hmm. uh because i was just curious to see if i give a group of children uh just two hours of dreaming time and play time right a, a platform to express themselves in whatever way they wanted without any lesson plan <laughs> right uh, mm-hmm. is 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 there a way to really do that and mm-hmm. one of the things we did was we only told them to do two things and we gave them crayons sketch pens and a little white piece of paper to draw on mm-hmm. we asked them to visualize the future of india for us mm-hmm. um and it was so interesting because the teachers and the folks in the ngos were looking at me with a lot of so called uh, uh you know shock and resistance that how <laughs> come yeah skeptical that no the children won't understand and you will not get what you want so i literally had to go up to them and say that listen just let me you know i i you know i, I you know one i'm not inviting you to this workshop it's a children's <laughs> <workshop. laughs> right please leave <laughs> please no i didn't say that but okay. i said you know just just allow me to run this workshop all right yeah. uh, see at the end of the day we don't i mean all that they are doing is drawing right mm-hmm. and you know and, and it's how i articulated it to them mm. so you what know what did they draw it, it, so the output you know james out of that workshop and the one after that as well gave everybody goosebumps at the end of those two hours people couldn't believe what has happened right the dreams of india that they were drawing ranged across all the 17 sdg goals you know trust me and as you know india is a research bed for each and every of those research uh, you know of these sdg goals because 
we actually in some ways ironically check off all the boxes but to, to see children you know uh, draw that and visualize it was just amazing because i don't think anybody even believed um, that children were actually listening and they knew everything which was happening in and around them their neighborhood the city and the country at large they were listening they just didn't have an opportunity to express themselves and at that point i decided that uh, we are going to go big with this because i after seeing this and the response we got and will you believe this james we did not have a prize or competition element to this nothing at all they just gave it to us as if they were waiting you know thank god somebody's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm like okay i think we've opened up i don't know what year but uh, it was all yeah. yeah i mean it's almost a responsibility which i had and at that time it was so uh, interesting james because uh, in some ways you know i don't know if you believe in this but if the universe decides that you're going to be the medium you are going to be the medium right in order to ha- have this going and even i didn't know after those two workshops where this is going to go but i did know that i want to share this activity we were doing with as many children as i can mm. Mm. uh so we then threw a project plan together and uh, we said listen at this point we have to get a little more structured because i have to hire people to do this across some 400 million children <laughs> right in <laughs> india <laughs> but we are going to again do a round one first you know being a design thinker i said we'll do a little you know say like an experiment and we'll see how it goes mm. uh, uh, you know within a few weeks all the calls all the emails we were sending there's pretty much no one who rejected this and which was amazing everybody was saying yeah we'll just do it and i think one of the reasons everybody was excited was because i think the simplicity of the idea right that we want to give a voice to children and see what they believe should be the future of the country uh, mm. and i don't think anybody had ever done that before so the interesting aspect is i was just giving them this one line brief and i told them here's what i want from you i don't care how you do this mm. right in terms of the process uh, i just want two things i'm just looking for a visual and mm. a writer the mm. visual is mandatory because i believe all children you know should and can dream and should you know visualize i know it is in mm. them uh, you know write up is optional because as you grow up you know you prefer writing than drawing because you start believing because of the school systems and the way we are structured that uh, the whole aspect of visualization goes out of the window after an age so i wanted to bring that back and i said this is mandatory like you don't have an option but you have to draw so <laughs> so people trying got, to, people trying to write with uh, paint brushes and big crayons yeah and i told them <laughs> i i don't want a good looking drawing i want your heart in that drawing i want you to express yourself genuinely and i told the teachers the schools the ngos please do not guide or direct them in any fashion because mm. i will reject their drawing there and i will know so they, so they obviously did that uh, you know a lot of them did they take it seriously mm. and uh, but the thing was i did not expect in about 8 weeks i would have some six suitcases of uh, dreams in my house and i'm 
you know they are still in here and my wife will throw me out of the house any day <laughs> but uh and you can imagine every day every other day i was receiving couriers and mails from um children and schools and ngos all around mm. india and all that we were doing was scanning them and uploading them because in india everybody doesn't have you know internet access mm. and uh, and uh, it's not as much of that i had actually enforced it in some way that i want a um, a real drawing i don't want a digital drawing right mm. because i you know in design and a lot of the um, you, you know human uh, psychology aspects i was reading up mm. one of the things uh, they were saying that uh, you know in order to visualize you know the best way of visualize is by drawing it with your fingers because mm. your hands are you know directly hooked up with the subconscious of your brain mm. blah 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 so i said listen uh, i don't want anything digital and it worked out perfectly in india because mm. uh, you know yeah, a lot of the <laughs> villages and the ngos are not so it really worked out really well mm. but what i had to do on my end obviously was to scan all the drawings so my team uh, had to scan each one of them upload them and all of that so which was and, a, a lot of the jury uh, and 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 what was the the purpose for having all of these drawings and these visions where yeah, what so, what then so we wanted to so as the dreams were rolling in obviously we were having sleepless nights but one of the things i started realizing i was uh, sharing with a few of the uh you know ed- educationists and a uh, few of my friends in the sdg community and they started saying that hey is there a way to align these dreams to the sdg goals and mm-hmm. i was like yeah <laughs> they all <laughs> you know check off every uh, sdg goal out there uh, so we should do that and the other thing was then it becomes a lot for meaningful and uh, presentable to an adult right or any leader in the say you know in the education ecosystem or even the sustainable uh development ecosystem because you can then start making sense of the data through mm-hmm. the dreams right otherwise the dream is just an artwork but how do you know the intent the emotion and how it how serious is the kid about the issue which they are representing in that dream you can only do that when you sit with you know the sdg team and say that hey here here's what we'll do so as we speak right now it's taken us almost 6 months we mm. mapped all the dreams all the 15000 dreams on uh, india's map of dreams mm. we aligned about the uh, about 400 of them um to the um sdg goals and we created a dream burst so you can go dreamonindia.com/dreamburst and you will mm. see it's a a data visualization of the dream and the alignment to which sdgs right um now that we have that we are almost done with um, a report an insights report on dream on india we want to land that in the right hands now because mm-hmm. i think it needs to go into the hands of thought leaders change makers people in the government because you know they need to know here's what the future of india is dreaming about so you should account for that in the design of the transformation which you are working on right mm-hmm. uh, and i don't think anybody has ever done this before right in, t- in terms scale, of right yeah at such a scale uh, one thing i completely forgot to mention was the book of dreams which is why 
you know this whole thing started uh, so we wanted to actually create a very crisp beautifully designed um, representation of uh, dreams aspirations emotions of children from all corners of india mm-hmm. so we appointed a global jury of indians who are sitting in india as well as all over the world uh, and we asked them to give us a view and not really judge but give us a view on which dream should be selected because mm. you know i believe every child's dream is special and we should not judge it right in mm. any manner but mm. since we had to fit all of that in a you know in a book we had to select uh, some dreams right so the book uh, is now available actually for free it's downloadable but we had printed about 500 beautifully designed copies uh, and we gifted that free to Uh, a number of influencers and uh, the governors of the states so that they can go through them i'm still waiting for my book then <laughs> right <laughs> if well you Lost can download post, it for now it <laughs> <laughs> and 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 now you're 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 telling me that this is something that you're taking to other countries and you're taking not just from all corners of india but you want to go all corners of the world in the india to or sorry the dream on x project yeah so i'm going to rephrase that question a little bit james because yeah. it's gone beyond me now i'm yeah. not taking it anywhere yes. yes you know so here's what happened uh who i mean i started realizing at some point it was probably halfway down the project that really who am i in this project right so here's what my role is and it's evolved over a period of time is i simply feel i am the medium i am mm. an orchestrator mm. i am here to provide a platform uh, to children any child in the world i really strongly believe should have a platform to express themselves and visualize the world right for us so i believe i am in some ways a platform provider and a curator right so play to transform as such you know curates and produces this mm-hmm. uh, what started happening in this project was uh, we didn't do any pr any advertising at all everything was word of mouth uh, and it started going to influencers educationists sdg ambassadors all over the world and a lot of people reached out to me and said that hey we want to do the same project for children of our country mm-hmm. so i am like uh, okay that means i need to structure this baby a little well because i you know everything over here was all organic and it was almost like a startup right in yeah. terms of the way uh, you know it was brought up uh, so i st- uh, you know i and one or two other folks um, you know created a toolkit uh, through a little all the resources in we actually gamified a little bit you know mm-hmm. gave them different kind of levels of badges depending on their commitment to the a uh, movement and we just rolled it out and mm. within a few weeks we rolled this out actually interestingly just when covid started which was mm. in april and yeah. even then we got about uh, 25 countries on board uh, you know from uh, australia to finland to nigeria um sri, sri lanka you know a, lo- a lot of countries in the us as well uh, and it just went you know beyond me because it you know in some ways they were owning this whole thing and saying that hey i'm going to run this mm. right and it's quite open um, architecture if you will in some way right because 
uh, at the end of the day we were more concerned about uh, the output we uh, you know we wanted an honest visualization of the dream as opposed to some artwork which was very mm. nicely represented so anyone reaching out so i had obviously a lot of uh, so called faqs right and it's mm-hmm. it's all on the website now a lot of people ask questions like how do we do it is there a proper way of doing it uh, you know give me an example of a good dream and a bad dream mm-hmm. i was you know i was just laughing out in my head because you know guys who are asking these kind of questions means you know they don't understand the project yet right yeah. and i used to give them a hard time right in terms mm-hmm. of uh listen you know we are asking children to dream you're going to let them dream you're you're not making them dream right yeah, you're just yeah. giving them a space to freely express themselves uh slowly after a few trainings and workshops uh you know they came on board really well but here's what the interesting thing is james that if you ask a kid to do this you will not find any questions from them they'll just do it it comes very naturally but the moment you involve a educator or an adult in the middle of the process uh it becomes it complicates so challenging. Yeah, <laughs> so so what would be what actually there's a couple of questions firstly how, how does it then work when you roll out to another country like let's take australia for example is it coordinating yeah. organization or is it schools themselves that take it on and teachers that want to do it proactively or what's the organizational structure for how it rolls yeah. out really so we as dream on x right now the global movement is an ambassador led program mm. which means uh, you know you can go to the website dreamonx.org and apply to become an ambassador uh, as soon as you apply we do our due diligence and mm. then we if you get selected then i speak to them on the phone to really understand whether they are serious you know and how mm. much uh, value they're going to bring to the table in terms of reach interaction with children do they really understand the meaning of sdgs which is so important mm-hmm. in this project now um, and will they deliver the goods or not right mm-hmm. so a lot of that in some ways has my six so- suitcases yeah exactly <laughs> but it wasn't as much uh, you know it you know it wasn't to me i wanted to be in some ways that screening or that filter because you know we are dealing with children right so i didn't want somebody who is not serious about this to hook on to the movement right so we did that due diligence and then we just empower them right so we have a toolkit we have a full document which explains scientifically why it's important for you to dream uh, allow children to dream big um, we've got Uh, you know a lot of research work in there so the ambassadors have a little mm. bit of learning to do in terms of mm. uh you know why you should visualize and how you should visualize uh you know and stuff like that so all mm. that is in there even the sdg goals we you know we we thrown in a little bit of introduction because a lot of the activity is so uh, say that uh, james if you applied as an ambassador the mm. first thing you would be asked to do is go through this little document and when you run the activity you are supposed to kick it off with children giving them a view of the world through the sdg lens mm. because it gives a nice variety of problems you know it presents to the child now a child then has a choice right uh, that okay am i more excited about the things happening in my own neighborhood or should i pick one of these 
Mm. And mm-hmm. and even if I pick something from my neighborhood, is there a way to align it to one of these SDG goals? Mm-hmm. Right, because you know that kind of alignment was very uh, crucial in terms of also advocating the goals, uh, you know, through and through wherever this might be implemented. Mm. So, is, would you say that there's two there's two sides of it? You want to at the end of each of these workshops and each of these series of workshops have an output. For example, you mentioned like a document, a report that you can present to to yes. you know figureheads and government officials and leaders. But at, right. at the same time, on the child side, do you do you just want them to participate in these workshops once, or is it something that you quite like unleash the event I went to last year, the the innovation lab? You go there and it unleashes something within you, and you carry that forwards. Do do you see these as one-time events for the children, or is it something that you would then like to see happening on a more regular basis for a child, or how does that then affect them? And you know, and the allowing them to dream big. I mean, do you want that to be continued in their education, and and, and how so? I know this is quite an open question, yeah. but it's more for oh, you to, I get to it. go into. No, I get yeah. it. It's a good question because, um, you know, as I said, a lot of the next steps have really happened because somebody out there has. Um, tried to own the project and move it in in his or her direction, right? Mm. And and as I said, I am a platform, a data provider, dreams provider, so called, right? Now, mm. how you wanna uh, move uh, this entire engagement into the next level uh, really depends on what you can do. You know, as you know, as, you know, as an example, I'll tell you one of the teaching community who I'm associated with, they approached me and said that, hey, this book of dreams, in fact, all these dreams, they can become good resource uh, resources to be used in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. Because at times when we teach, say, social emotional learning or anything in the world of global perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, ch- children, you know, in the way, uh, you know, these kind of things, uh, you know, children are being introduced to is actually in a you know is actually introduced in a very skewed manner. So mm-hmm. here's what a teacher recommended, and at that time, uh, you know, after that, it went into another space altogether. Mm-hmm. They said, "Listen, I want to be able to uh, teach a child how to build empathy with mm-hmm. children from different kind of social economic backgrounds, but mm-hmm. I don't want to teach them." I want it to be an inquiry-based, discussion-led kind of learning. Self-directed, yeah. Right. So I told her, how, how about you just open up the book in the classroom and ask children to huddle around any one drawing, which they randomly pick, mm. and just discuss it. Because mm. if you see the book, if you see every spread uh, is actually a dream. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, you can engage the, ki- the kid to really say, do you see anything interesting here? Or do you see the child being troubled? Or are there any struggles you are seeing, right? So the idea is to probe and do that inquiry-based learning and then introduce the SDG goals and then give them a very strong understanding of the social, cultural environment that that kid, the artist, has gone through. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you know, then you know the, kid, the, the, the children in the classroom are learning, right? Truly, and they'll never forget this mm-hmm. as opposed to, 
you know, road-based learning and a lot mm. of the things which is shoving things down the throat. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, again, you know, this was an example which happened from a teacher. It wasn't me because I'm not a teacher, right? Mm. Uh, so but you know, I you know a thing or two know. about teaching. Well, I do because I'm in. I actually teach design thinking at a couple of business institutes. Exactly, exactly. But I didn't know that it can be used in a classroom with young children in this manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, right and you know a lot of the ideas I'll, t- I'll tell you another idea which is flowing right now which is I, I mean I love it because uh, at the core I'm a digital guy is uh, one of the creative technologists I know he's actually based in London he approached me saying that is there a way to you know if I can transform all the dreams into digital data mm. we can actually create original soundtracks out of every dream uh, so I was like what the hell is happening here? <laughs> right? so, I mean, but let's I do it. Get, right at that point, I'm like, please take all the dreams, right? Like <laughs> whatever you want with it, because you know the, you know here's the reason why we did this um, initiative. The idea is that listen, a child may give you a gift, right, in terms of a dream. But now it's up to us to really extend it into different experiences. It could become music. It could become food. So I have another guy who's a who's a chef. He said, "Hey, we uh, we can create. Uh, you know, uh, each SDG goal could represent uh, an indi- uh, you know uh, ingredient, mm-hmm. and you could have a- every dream to become a recipe. And we could actually. So the uh, the idea is that when you are eating that meal, you yeah. are, you should actually feel the way the child is feeling." when they drew that dream you're eating a, a sweet potato and garlic cake exactly oh, <laughs> so and uh, you know you know if i could draw an analogy with the music mm. part the same thing you know mm. in museums you you know you have this i guess in london or in germany where you walk into a museum and they give you you know as you're watching say an artwork mm. they'll give you headphones yeah. and the idea is to experience that artwork right mm-hmm. in an audio format Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the same thing we are trying to do with the soundtrack. That is there a way to experience, you know, as audio what that artwork is saying to you, and you should almost say cry or feel really happy depending mm-hmm. on what is being depicted in that dream. Right. Mm-hmm. So digital data being transformed into emotions and experiences. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is going on. I can go on for hours, yeah, but yeah. No, it's, it's really beyond cool. me now, right? It's beyond me and I'm nobody. I'm just, uh, you know, an orchestrator and I'm happy to, uh, you know, inspire people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. allow children to really give them a space. But other than that, uh, anyone has an idea, I just give it to them. Go run. <laughs> <laughs> and hope that you can you can plant a seed in these children to to become bigger thinkers and think sustainably in the future and yes, see yes. the world that, that they really want or create the world they really want to see. But a question for you again is then how does this, what are the kind of effects that you see on adults within this process and how they are influenced by witnessing this? Um, and, you know, also more... This could this could this could touch on what you do with your with um, with play to transform, but yeah, how does yeah. this process of, of apply to adults? Yeah, so I really believe that um, the adults have a role to play here, and the children have a role to play. 
the role of the children here is to give us design inputs to the transformation process that we need in this world starting today right those kind of design inputs adults don't have because mm. they never included this in their design process mm. and it's very strange to me because uh, you know if you look at the design process if you're trying to design a product or a service or anything new you actually start with empathy right you you go to the person who's going to use the product in the future in this case nobody ever went to a child and said what do you want right and is and is how i believe this process should work your children are your customer at the end of the day mm. you you should leave a legacy and a world behind that will work for them mm. will will empower them will help them become the best version of themselves mm-hmm. i strongly believe we should not expect young children to become entrepreneurs at a very mm. young age mm. yes entrepreneur skills are important creativity uh, problem solving critical thinking but expecting a child to solve a problem today like climate change i think is a bit unfair because mm. they are not equipped to do that what they are equipped with is the ability to visualize mm. in a way that you can never as an adult mm-hmm. and they can experience things emotionally and, and they obviously sense things they are listening more than anyone else uh, let's use that input in a serious manner the role for adults change makers and leaders is let's use this as a design input into a uh, change process or innovation process and go back to uh, children or youth right in this case and mm-hmm. see if it's going to work mm-hmm. right in a very experimentative entrepreneurial way and I, and i feel that both have a role in some ways to play and ha- have to collaborate that they have mm-hmm. to collaborate as opposed to saying uh that i'll only do this and i'll only involve you in one uh, you know stage or the other i think it's it's time we take youth seriously and bring them into the transformation process as opposed to saying that hey uh how would they know we, mm. uh, we know the so called <laughs> realities of the world and i'm like that version of reality is actually only in your head right uh, <laughs> the, the 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 reason uh, the world looks in the way it does today is because of your inability to deliver dreams mm. right mm-hmm. you never dream you never dreamt big you thought mm. only in a particular fashion if we wouldn't be in a situation we are in today especially with climate change i believe if we hadn't given children a voice mm. right mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying children from an age point of view i think also we all have an inner child who always probes you to do the right thing but somehow when a situation happens we avoid doing the right thing right and we try and just protect ourselves and our own mm-hmm. and in the bargain we hurt the system right mm-hmm. every the environment and is what i i think has happened in the past say i don't know since industrial age um mm, you know uh, you know with the uh, way things are totally totally so what what would you what would be what would be the ultimate um ultimate goal here then what would make you really happy to see with this project with this project uh, i would say um you know starting with india i would say since we have a lot of uh opportunities here of transformation uh 
our change makers, thought leaders should take the opportunity to leverage the work that we've done, right? With all these dreams, insights, reports, a lot of data in there and see how we can integrate this and bring youth into the change process, mm. uh, you know, in some way. And if that starts happening, it'll be great. The other thing I'll be interested in is, is, is how, how do we integrate this into classrooms, right? Mm. Uh, it's okay, we've done this as a one-off large initiative and we'll, we'll keep doing this for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'd love to have this integrated into the so-called curriculums mm. of, you know, of classroom. You know, we don't mm -hmm. even have a, you know, arts is not uh, seen as a, as a serious subject, uh, social emotional learning, uh, creativity innovation is not even a course taken mm -hmm. seriously. Crucial. Yeah, and, and I think it's across the world. It's just not yeah. an India thing, right? Yeah, totally. People look that down on the arts and, you know, languages quite, quite frequently, uh, but everyone forgets that everyone listens to music when they go to the gym and when they're making their spreadsheets. Right. And everyone right. goes to the cinema after work. So where would we be without the arts? And how are you speaking to, to your neighbor and to people around the world without communication and language? So Absolutely. they are so critical. And what, what you're saying now about um, sort of all this learning, it really is getting me thinking a lot about the last podcast I had with Dr. Nicolene Dupreez and Peter Phillips, who have opened an open flow learning center in Bali. Um, with a local community and it's all about everything that you're saying now it's inquiry-based learning it's agile principles and it's all yeah. about self-directed learning and trying to break out of the box of this is how we do things this is what you learn while still following a curriculum and trying to you know, have some level of framework and understanding yeah. of things that are, that are good to know about um, yeah. but really just putting it more in the hands of the kids and involving the local yeah. community a bit more right. and just changing things up you know if, if people are traveling there's a lot of travelers that go through Bali right so if there's mm -hmm. um if there's someone coming through who is a total expert in mm -hmm. in um in agriculture not like not just agriculture but you know aquaponics or true true um I'm losing permaculture that's the word I'm looking for mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. they will bring them in and they'll have a sort of mini workshop with these children you know and some of the kids are quite young but still it's all about just getting in these different perspectives and teaching them uh, different things. So I think that's something yeah. that you would, you should really check out because it's really cool. And it was uh, inspired by the Green School, um, which is yeah. something which was set up set up by Dr. Jane Goodall, or at least it was endorsed by her. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, she's my favorite. Yeah, Jane yeah she's, <laughs> she's a cool lady. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she, she was definitely endorsed the, the, this way of, you know, teaching and learning, which I think is really yeah. cool to, yeah, yeah. to have that different perspective. So, you know, James, the interesting thing is that we, uh, especially in the startup world, have created these words called agility mm. and uh, so-called lean startup and uh, experiential, or say experiences. Uh, you know, ask a child, right? Especially in the age of three to eight, they actually live these principles. Yeah. Right. And I believe something happens along the way and I give a lot of credit or discredit to the education system. Mm. They unlearn a lot of those things that they very naturally know. Mm. Right. Mm. I'm already agile and you're asking me to become operational. Right. And <laughs> and, you know, at an age where I'm developing. So obviously when my 
you know, I, you know, I'm at a growth and development age. You are mm. asking me to do things which are against my own so-called uh, principles, right? Mm. I was born with, and is why mm. I think we have to bring back that. Mm. If we just allowed them to be who they are, right? So yes, we will do serious business, and you have to do the serious stuff. But how about playing a little bit, you know, gamifying mm. a little bit, or or just it's being it's a little fun. more human centric, right? Are we all humans, right? We, yeah. uh, you know, we are humans. A kid yes. will never hurt a human being, or a kid sees anybody dying, even a dog who is dying in the street. They feel automatically. They feel bad about. And we talk about uh, all these SDG goals in a way that we've created them. They're supposed to be this way, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> that should the be the norm. That <laughs> should be the norm, not the goals. Exactly, it should be the norm, and it's just amazing that we've given this structure because we adults are, uh, you know, we we require that, right? We need targets, we need goals, but unfortunately, uh, you know, it's obvious. And I feel, what did we do to ourselves, right, in the past fifty, sixty years that we have to unlearn, learn, relearn all of this? Totally, totally. And I think. Um you know, having this rigid education system is just setting us up for a completely, completely different, uh, different way of being to what we're what we're used to and what we should be doing. And what you said there about playing and having fun, it really made me think about this podcast and just doing things outside of, you know, your typical nine to five. And in that I can only do something like this in my evenings and weekends because it is fun right. and you have to yeah. have fun. And, you know, if you didn't have fun in your day job as well, it's not really going to work out in the long term. You've got to be playing and, you know, enjoying time with your colleagues. Um, you, yeah. you can't just you can't just become a robot. So it's it's so critical in, in everything that we do. Um, really believe that. But it's um, it's been really cool to talk about, you know, all of these things in the book of dreams and how you how you've been trying to, I want to say, empower kids to to contribute towards their future and our futures um and you know i'm really keen to to share this with everyone and and um show everyone the, the really cool work that you're up to and perhaps there's some some other documents and, and links that you can share with me and i can have all of this in the in the description below for anyone who's been listening in um yeah, sure. and anyone out there who'd, who'd like to reach out about potentially becoming an ambassador for uh, for a project um, or just somebody who might be some data whiz who's got an idea for yeah. how they could make, a, I can't think of much else other than music and ingredients, but something else to do with this data. The dreams come alive, <laughs> right? Just, yeah. you know, see if there's a way to uh, just make these dreams happen, which is the yeah. ultimate objective. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Awesome, Avi. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been It's been great to hear from you. It's been and, a pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate it. You guys are doing an awesome job. I've heard a lot of your episodes. You keep it so nice and formal. You opened me up, buddy. Great, great, great. Jamie. Take care and best of luck for uh, your future. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community. The goal of SDG Talks is to bring you value. 
So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.